right. One, two, three. Welcome to the Success Fitness Podcast. I am your host, Christian Evans. This podcast is for adults who wants to achieve success in their fitness journey. And our special guest today, Andrew Sprecher, will help us do just that by sharing his story of how the emotional pain from being bullied as a chubby kid took its toll that led to insecurity, self-doubt, which developed into a drug addiction that caused him to weigh in at over 400 pounds. He wanted to find his joy back. So after seeking out medical advice, combined with his willpower and resilience, helped him to lose 225 pounds. Andrew's journey serves as a reminder that change is possible, no matter how difficult the circumstances may be. Without further ado, Success Fitness family, please welcome Andrew Sprecher to the podcast. How you doing, Andrew? I'm doing great, man. Yourself? Man, I'm doing good, man. Trying to, I guess, you know, recover. Had a couple different workouts today. Ran four miles first thing this morning. And then uh, had two clients. And I had, uh, what we do? Biceps. Biceps, rear delts. And probably just more biceps. So yeah. I'm kind of on the low end at this point, far as just right now. But I'm excited to have you on the podcast. For those who don't know, obviously, Andrew was this is his first time being on the podcast. But uh, I saw Andrew at the gym probably about maybe about a month ago, and he shared with me his weight loss transformation picture. And I said, I got to have him on the podcast. So here we are today. Go ahead and introduce yourself, Andrew. Well, I'm Andrew Sprecher. Um, you know, I spent my whole life, you know, a big kid. Um, I was always big, um, got bullied because I was big. And that led to a lot of mental disorders, which also, of course, you know, there's only one thing, you know, you do back then was to eat whenever you get sad. Right. right. And so, you know, I, I just kept getting bigger and bigger and, you know, deaths happened in the family eat some more, got bigger, you know, led to a drug addiction, you know, any way possibly to fit in to society. Right. Right. And, um, <clears throat> I just got tired of it, man. You know I mean? Right. I just got tired of it and decided to, you know, seek some medical help. Um, I, I, I'm kind of against surgeries, but, you know, after a, a year of, you know, taking classes and learning a little bit about something, I decided, you know, I was going to kick the drugs and, and I was going to go through this journey and hopefully, you know, feel better in my skin, you know, yeah. than previously did in my life. I mean, because yeah. it was relentless bullying. I mean, my whole right. life. Right. So when did the bullying start? Can you remember, you know, fifth, oh, yeah. fifth grade, third grade, what, around around what time? First grade. First grade. Yeah. Can you remember uh, how, you know, what was your size, your weight, or just, you know, relative, like how big you were? In comparison to, I guess, the other kids or just how you were just individually? Well, yeah, I was always kind of uh, chubby. I wasn't really big, big, like fat yet. I wasn't really, you know, towering over any of the other kids hugely. But I was right. the biggest kid in the classroom, you know. And yeah. it, it definitely led to a, a bunch of bullying and um, right. a, a bunch of stuff that just was unnecessary. And right. uh, I was definitely the biggest one in the class. Yeah, I got you. Uh, what school was that? Can you remember what school you were you were at? Were you here in Peoria, yeah, or was that somewhere else? Yeah, it was St. Thomas. St. Thomas. Okay. Um, and how old are you again, by any chance? I'm 39. 39. Okay, so I'm 41. So we're not too far off. I remember like first, first, second grade. I was at Southside Catholic. 
And so yeah. I think you may be a little bit old enough to kind of like remember where where that where that was, or kind of yeah. maybe maybe have heard that since you know what I'm saying yeah. only like two years behind. Uh, you said you said Saint Saint Thomas. You said yeah, Saint okay. Thomas. Okay, so that happened about first grade. Uh, did it continue on in second grade? Did you ever address said bullies? Did you ever fight back or want to fight back? Or how was that? But I remember, I mean, it, it happened my whole school career. And uh, the yeah. one time I, I never was a fighter, you know, I was always I gotcha. kind of, and um, I learned how to fight later on in my life. But I remember seventh grade, I decided I, I had enough once and yeah. uh, kind of led to me going to the hospital. I got stopped by about 12 kids with steel toe boots. Wow. I ended up uh, unconscious in a front yard and um, being rushed off oh. in an ambulance to the hospital and that kind of made my life worse because of course, you know, every kid in school heard about it. So I got made fun of more for that. Yeah. I mean, it, it was just, it was relentless. And my whole, yeah. I was always the outcast. And I got you. And, I got you. What high school did you go to? Um, I actually got kicked out of public schools after I got kicked out of St. Thomas. And um, I went to a private school and it was a El Vista Baptist Academy. So it okay, wasn't really Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I got treated just the same there. So because I was yeah. Catholic, you know, I got gotcha. so you. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, yeah so I know where Ella Vista is at. I used to go play basketball at, at night in the gym. Uh, oh, okay. me and my cousins. Yeah, uh, a couple you know, times. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, I know a couple of the people just from the standpoint of associating with my cousins. So I understand. Uh, you know what 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 that culture is like. You know, over there, it's pretty it was pretty cool. You know, for the most part. But again, I wasn't, you know, there with you and your experience uh, and everybody's has a, you know, a different a different experience. So during that time. Um, that was a very emotional time in right. regards to being bullied and how to respond to it. And I'm not really sure if in regards to fighting or lack of fighting or defending, defending yourself in those particular situations if it came from your upbringing or not, you know, I was always told, you know, kind of just try to maintain your cool, you know? So, you know, I wasn't so much bullied, you know, growing up, but you know, you get, you know, the Snickers, you get, you know, <laughs> but intended, um, you know, people talking about you. Cause I was a heavy set kid too during that time, you know, um, pretty much all through, you know, grade school, high school, you know, just as well, but I did not experience the, the bullying part, but, when things were said to me, trust me, I wanted to knock somebody's head off, but oh, yeah. you know, I was more in fear of my mom <laughs> versus yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever those kids could, could say or do. So was that some of the motivation to not fight back or mm -hmm. was it just, that's just wasn't in your nature? Well, that's, that's, that, that's our day. Like back in our day, that's what we would fear. We'd fear getting in trouble after we get in trouble at school. We'd walk around the block for about three hours before we went home. So I, it was yeah. mostly the parents that would, yeah, I got I didn't you. I want to get grounded. I knew I was going to get grounded. So I got that was you. the lack of fear and the lack of just not knowing how to fight. My dad died at an early age before he could teach me any of that stuff to defend myself. Like he was starting to teach and myself before he died. Never mm -hmm. panned out because he died and never really got a chance. So I just I didn't know how to fight. I got you. I got you. Now your father passing away. You said this was pretty much early, kind of when you were just younger. How oh, yeah. did that affect you? emotional wise, because not only are you getting, you know, teased and bullied and picked on and fought on at school because of just your size. Now your 
father has passed and how did how did you respond let's say emotionally wise as far as how to deal with your emotions in that yeah, aspect honestly I, I tried to commit suicide wow i got gotcha. you i got gotcha. you yeah yeah that's tough. I'm matter of, I've, I've heard not heard but I've, I've i've seen somebody um not anybody i know personally <clears throat> i grew up without my father so i don't know what that association is when somebody does lose their father and somebody actually did commit suicide because they, you know, it was tough. Yeah. Not, that's the only thing I can say. I can't say they can handle it or not. I think that's insensitive, but that affected them in a whole different way. All they had was my mom, you know, mm -hmm. my mom passed away when I was 26. As a matter of fact, last Tuesday was 15 years, you know, so that was 15 years ago, but I can't imagine, you know, younger and actually having a solid relationship with your father, the second half of you. And that gets taken away from you. And especially at a time where it's like, I need you the most when you're supposed to be here teaching me to, you know, at least be more of a man like you, you know what I mean? Far as to be able to defend yourself, um, how to just stand up for yourself, you know, going from a boy to a, to a young man. So what drove you to just like just that point to where it's like, okay, I want to just, I don't want to be here. If he's, if he's not here, was that solely it? Or was it just a combination of everything? Or was it just like emotions at a all time? I, huh? I watched him die for five years. So, I mean, I got I, it, it got overwhelming to the part where, you know, when I was 14, I was getting taught how to take a wheel in case his carotid artery exploded while he was driving. I gotcha. So it like it just it was the combination of everything. It was like living my life like that as a child, where I should be having fun doing right, right things. Instead, I'm learning how what to do if my dad dies. Yeah, and that, the bullying on top of that, it was overwhelming. All of it, it yeah. was just all of it together. Just I just wanted to end it. Just didn't want to be on the planet no more. I got you. I got you. I got you. Because life can get tough. You know, life can get tough, and it's like, what else is there? What else is there to do now during that? time but obviously you're still here thank god did you channel these this emotion these emotions with food and if oh, yeah. so what did that look like oh man lots of food fast food double cheeseburger mm -hmm. donald's 24 7 wendy mm -hmm. and all the all the the stuff that literally is bad for you like dangerous i ate it because it just it was the only way i knew how to cope yeah you know, yeah. it was either that or anger. COVID yeah, anger. yeah. But yeah, I tried, for sure. I tried not, I tried, I was always an angry person, but I didn't really want to, I was afraid what I could do to people because yeah. I, I would I would see the dark side and I didn't want to be like that, so I would eat. Right, right. Because during yeah. that time of emotions, it's, you catch yourself just like your mind is just kind of just going and you just eat, you just eat. I didn't really recognize that until maybe like in my 30s, that yeah. I was an emotional eater. You know what I mean? And think about it when I was 20 or yeah. whatever, whenever I get mad or just thinking about something and it's just, it's just food. It's just food. Um, it's like, we almost get caught up into that. I don't know how to really say it, but just get caught up in the phrase of comfort food. You know what I mean? It's, it's comforting. And it's like, what is it comforting? You know, is it, it's comforting the emotions and, you know, I guess it can be true, but we can all get lost into that. And being that you were, you know, in this emotional state and in this, in this highly emotional state, 
for a while, when did you realize like, okay, no, I'm, I'm, I'm getting ready to crack 400. What did you notice that? Or was it just one day you just went to, let's say, you know, wait on the scale or a doctor, whatever it is. Now you're 400 pounds. What, what was going through your mind during that time? Well, I mean, uh, how I saw it was I never really took pictures of myself. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Went to a wedding. There's something on my screen. Are you serious? No, but I went mm -hmm. to a wedding and um, got a picture taken of myself, you know, with mm -hmm. uh, the girl I was with, you know, it was a wedding. And, and I looked at those pictures and I'm like, like, you can't really see that when you're looking in the bathroom, me or brushing your teeth. Right, right. You know, right. but seeing through the lens of someone's camera, full body, I was just like, wow, I just, I can't. I, I just, I was baffled. I was yeah. absolutely, and this was just a couple of years ago. This was in 2021, 2020. Gotcha, so, gotcha. So again, like me in my thirties, I mean, you really don't see it, you yeah. know, until you're like paying attention just uh, randomly. Right. Now, was it something that somebody said while you was looking at the picture or was it just you just me. evaluating yourself? It was just, I evaluated you finally myself. caught you. I gotcha. I got gotcha. you. And I was like, uh, I just, I, I was, and I'm not saying this because being fat, there's nothing, you know, I mean, some people can't do it and there's nothing against bigger people, but I saw that and I was just disgusted with myself. I was like, I can't believe I let myself get that far, you know, like. Yeah, you know for sure. For sure. No, for sure. Because like you said, you can't really see it. You can't really see it in the mirror like that, you know, or take a, a gauge of it. And it's, once you're standing next to somebody, you know, yeah. once you're standing next to somebody and you you see your size a little bit more, uh, you see how you may dwarf that person. It's like, no, that person is like really small in comparison to me, you know, and it's like, OK, that's one thing. But then it's like I'm still bigger than six people. You know what I mean? As far as just like if they're lined up next to each other, you start to kind of just gauge start to see yourself just differently now, now that your eyes are awakened in that mm -hmm. state. So now that your eyes are awakened in that state, and I want to stay on, you're looking at yourself in that picture. What else was going through your mind? Were you thinking about how you got here? Were you thinking about, okay, now is it time to change? Or was it like, oh, okay, you know, yeah, I don't look the best, but mm, what can I do about it? No, I got tired of it. I realized I was the biggest one in the wedding and I realized that I'm the biggest one usually in most places. And I was like, I just, I just, I was sick of it. I was Everything kind of just hit you yeah. at once. Yeah. I got you. I got you. Right when I, right when I saw it, like, right when I, like, like you gotcha. said, I, the person, I was like, well, I look like I'm four of my, my cousin right next to me. Yeah. Like, you know, maybe I should change a little bit. And, and I, that's when it, right when I got back to Illinois, I started doing the classes. I got you. I got you. So you were out of state. You weren't in Illinois. You moved yeah. out for a while. No, okay. I went to Colorado for the wedding. Oh, okay. Okay. I got you. Okay. Yeah. You was in Colorado for the wedding. And did you all, did you all drive or did you fly? Yeah, we, you fly? we drove. I got I you. Won't fly. I won't fly. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Yeah. Yeah, I got a kind of just fear of heights, but I'll do it if necessary. You know what I mean? If I can time out, if I know exactly how to zone my mind out, you know, for that time, I can be good. I remember, I think this was probably back in 
2009, 2010, somewhere around there. I think it was probably maybe like 2010. I went to Vegas with my brother and I thought that the flight was three hours. And I think it was end up being like four, but I programmed my mind for like three and a half. But then when I, you know, we got on the plane, I was like, oh no, it's like, you know, more closer to four. I think I just panicked, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I didn't, I didn't program my mind for that, for that extra either 45 minutes or hour. But while you were driving back home, to Illinois, what was that reflection like? Were you still thinking about, you know, that picture and what it is that you plan to do when you touch back home? And what was that plan? I mean, I, I was thinking about it a little bit, but of course, I mean, the, what I was really thinking about the entire way home is where we got to eat, you know, but. You're right, 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 right. For sure. You know, for sure. That road is, that's hard to even consider trying to do anything healthy while you're driving back from Colorado. But right when I got back to Peoria, I literally had a talk with my mom because she's been a nurse. So I told her how I felt about it. And she's like, all right, well, you know, maybe you can go to the weight management. And I was like, well, I don't know anything about it. She explained everything to me because of course she's in that field. And so I, I started doing it. You know, it, it took me about maybe a couple three, maybe three weeks to a month, maybe it tops two months to actually go and walk in the doors because of course you're scared. You know, right. all you know, all you know is food. Right. So, right. It, so being that your mom's in the in the healthcare field, in the nursing field, had she ever said anything to you um, as a child, um, as a teen, as an adult about your weight? Or was she just like, you know, loving mother and I'm going to love my son just regardless. I'm not going to pay too much mind to it. Well, the thing is that in our family, we kind of we are all kind of big. So I don't think anybody in the family would realize that we were all, you know, what I'm saying in same, danger. Same. Same, same, so, bro. Same. Yeah. So I, so no, I didn't have any of that. Like I didn't have any of that. Oh, you're eating too much. My grandma would kind of, sometimes make little snarky remarks, but that's just how she is. And that's cute. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you, right, 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 right. Oh, now nobody's going to take it, you know, stuff like that. But other than that, no, we, we were all big people. So we really didn't see anything wrong. Yeah. With yeah. Same thing, you know, kind of like, you know, with my family, you know what I mean? Yeah. I remember the few times that I would talk to my dad, he would always ask me kind of like the same questions. And I catch myself asking my nieces this all the time. Now that I'm older, I kind of understand why he was like, what would you eat? He's like, what did you eat today? How much you weigh? I'm like, why are you asking me that? And you're just now talking to me after X amount of time. But now that I'm older, I can kind of understand why, because maybe he's looking at, all right, hopefully he don't have what I have, or I understand more about food now. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And, you know, you, you know, at that time, you know, I'm staying with my mom, you know, primarily. And, you know, you didn't say nothing, you know, it was, this is my son. I'm gonna love him, you know, regardless. Um, and I'm not going to badger him down by his weight. I'm not even going to question it. That was the thing. It wasn't even a question. You know, my, my dad, when I did talk to him, it wasn't a, a badgering down of questions or whatever. It was just a simple thing. I just didn't personally like it. You know what I mean? Because I'm like, we could talk about, you know, something else. And maybe that's because I knew I was probably like, you know what I'm saying, heavy or probably gotten teased one way or another as a as a kid. Like I said, you know, you you know, we've all done with uh or dealt with the comments. You know, yours and your situation was a little bit more in depth than 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 mine. But that kind of gives that that con that the the contrast of if you're coming from a family that primarily loves to eat, you're going to blend just, you know, right in. So now when you talk to your mom or your mom suggested 
you know, to you about this, you said weight loss management. What was that and what did that consist of? It consisted of pretty much, well, she lost, she went through a, a bariatric surgery, the full bariatric surgery. Okay. So he lost a lot of weight on it. And then she started to change a little bit and started saying, Hey, you know, maybe you're getting a little big. And that whole process was pretty much, you know, going down there, taking classes, learning how to lose weight. And because they won't just give the surgery to anybody, you got to prove you can lose weight and do the program. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So okay, I had, I I had to lose 35, 40 pounds before they would even consider me, uh, you know, letting me do the program. And then after they, after I lost the weight, I had to go through a year of classes and then the year of classes were done. Then I got approved and then you go see your surgeon and then all that stuff, that, all that fun stuff. And they scheduled the surgery and boom. Got you. Okay. So you were 400. So were you, I was 425 pounds at my biggest, 425 at my biggest. And I lost up to, I want to say 35 to 40 pounds. I got to about 370 something before I was approved for the surgery. Okay. Got you. Got you. Got you. Okay. So when you did lose that weight on your own, was there any second guessing? Like, you know what, if I'd done this, I can do this again without the surgery. Did that thought process ever come in your mind or were you just like, it, you 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 had a goal of what you wanted. I didn't know what said surgery. And it's like, okay, I'm gonna do what I can to get to it. So now that you kind of took that first step and that first step involving you losing weight, was there any point during that time where you're like, you know what? Maybe I don't need the surgery. I can still just do it on my own. Did that ever come across your mind? Always as somebody who loved food, always. I ain't gonna lie. I mean, I would want to quit the program the next day and just go eat whatever I wanted. But to lose that 25, 35 pounds, it was like, it was hard. I starved myself. And I, I just got wanted, you. Okay. I just wanted to get that surgery because everybody was telling me, oh, you won't be as hungry, you know? And I'm like, all right, good. That's my problem. I'm always hungry. Gotcha. I see what you're saying. Yeah. 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 So, Everything was always hungry. Right. I was always hungry. So I starved myself to lose that weight just to get approved for that surgery. And I was, I was going to go through it after that because that starvation was not fun. I got you. I got you. So walk me through surgery day. Where was your mind at? Excited, nervous. Um, Just what was going through your mind? I mean, I I was, I was happy. I was going to get good sleep because I don't, I like surgeries because I get good sleep. So I don't ever mind surgeries. Um, so I went in with a really positive mind frame and I, I, I made, but I go in scared to surgeries because, you know, I minor surgery can turn into something major. Right. And so I always, you know, I always tell people, well, if something happens, I love you, you know, stuff like that. So I always go in, I try going in with surgery with a positive mind. And I did, I was actually really excited, you know, really excited just okay. to kind of start this whole process and start this whole journey. Okay. Of like, Okay. You had surgeries before or what was? Yeah, I had an ankle surgery. I've had diverticulitis. I've had okay. uh, my gallbladder taken out. Okay. I've had, I've, I've had a few surgeries. Okay. Okay. I got you. I got you. So how long did the uh, surgery take? Took about two hours. Okay. So how did you feel uh, when you came back to us, when you came back to the world? How did, how did you feel? you know, uh, during, during that time. Oh, I felt great. I mean, I love, I, I'm ready to get up and walk. I mean, every surgery I've had, I've gotten up and walked like the first 20 minutes after a surgery. So, I mean, I'm really? ready to okay. Get, okay. Okay. So 
So the surgery that you had in regards to your weight loss, what was that again? The bariatric sleeve. Okay, bariatric sleeve. Now explain what that is and how that works. So they go in and they pretty much, they don't take your stomach out, but they, they, uh, it's, it's kind of like they fold it in half. They cut into it, fold it in half, and then they stitch it. So where the food comes in, it's literally just half of what you got. It's a pouch compared to that big whopping stomach you had in there. So right now my stomach is the size of a banana. That stomach is still in there, you know, but it's, it's contained to gotcha. that little pouch where everything goes in. So right now my stomach is the size of a banana. Okay. Now, how can I ask this? Is there is there a, a way or an option for it to, I guess, unfold when you're ready? Let's say if you're like, okay, whatever time of life you're in, it's like, okay, you know, I feel like I can, I can handle stuff now. Is there a way to, to reverse there's, it? I don't even know if I'm asking that the right way. Yeah, there's a, there's, well, it's, he, what he said was over time, it'll stretch. So my stomach will start stretching. And oh, okay. It, and it depends on what I eat. Like, you know, that's why I stay away from carbonated stuff. I try to. It can stretch it or you can stretch it. it but or it depends on how good the surgeon is, how far you can stretch it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I've okay. seen people have this surgery that have totally went crazy on food and stretched it to their normal size all over again within two months. Oh, wow. That's so you can You can mess this surgery up if you're not dedicated like this surgery isn't just to save you if you eat over what you should if you don't stop when you're full because of course yeah. that's overeating we we don't stop if right, you don't stop right, when, right right if you don't stop when you're full you're going to stretch it and if you stretch it you're going to get big again if you don't if you don't if you're not dedicated you don't have discipline you're going to get big again gotcha i got you so post surgery you're feeling good. You kind of got a new outlook on your fitness journey going forward. Leaving at the hospital, you were what? 370, 365, somewhere in that range. 368, 370, somewhere around that Okay. Okay. When did you notice the weight start dropping? Let's say, let's say 20 pounds. Let's say, let's say 20 pounds. How, how quick did the 20 pounds come off? I think 20 pounds came off in two days. Get out of here. I'm dead yeah, serious. Totally. I ate was protein. Nah, I got you. Okay. 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 I okay. Were you, were, you, that. were you peeing a lot or were you doing number twos yeah. or what did that yeah. look like? I mean, no, I, I've the first six months, number twos, man, were not easy. Those, those yeah, were okay. was protein because all I was eating was protein. I totally went on a carb cut. I didn't eat any carbs. Got you. Now, <laughs> was that by self-choice or was that the recommended uh, diet for you post-surgery? Well, I stuck to their recommended diet, but they're terrified of carbs down there, and I'm not. You know, okay, just, I got you. I got you. As soon as I learned about what carbs are good and what carbs are bad, that's when I started implementing carbs back in. But I stuck to their diet for a while. They didn't want me to have. They wanted me to have zero carbs. Even to this day, they do not want me having any carbs. None. Really, really. And what is some of the uh, reasons why? I guess from what they tell you on. Because Oh, why they, not? They say the carbs are bad for you, that you're going to get fat. You're going to okay. get fat back. And they try to, it, it feels like, it, I, I don't want to talk bad about them because they did me a service. I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they did, I, it's all scare tactic. You know, they mm. don't, ex, 
the carbs. To, I mean, they do explain these are good carbs that you can have, but they don't want you to eat the carbs. Like the surgeon especially does not want you to eat carbs. He said, try to stay away from carbs as much as you can to stick to protein. I gotcha. I gotcha. I gotcha. So now that, uh, you know, you're dropping, you know, 20, 20 pounds. Now, were you, you said that was happening about two days, right? So when did you lose 50? So we're going from 20. When did you lose 50? So you, so you lose fast starting out and then you'll go through these declines where like in a week you'll start losing slower. You'll see inches and then you will lose more after that. So I say about maybe two or three weeks, I was up to like maybe 50 or 60 pounds lost. Get out of here. Yeah. Get out of here. So what was going through your mind during that time when you're like, man, the scale is moving, you know, I'm fitting into different clothes. What was going through your mind during that time? Well, I was kind of mad because I I was broke at the time and all my clothes, none of my clothes would fit. And so I had to go buy, I've already had to buy new clothes like four times already. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, yeah. Uh, it was, it was baffling. It was baffling, but also scary because there's also such thing as losing too much weight too fast. Okay. So I, I was a little worried about that, you know, because of course okay. there's, you know, that too. Um, they're yeah. saying, oh, if you lose too much, you know, we're going to have to put you in the hospital and put you on a, an IV tube or, you know, if I'm not getting the right liquids or nutrients, because I was, they didn't want me losing that fast. Oh, I got you. I got I you. Way too fast. Okay. So according to the doctors, they said that you were losing too fast. Yeah. And um, I know you kind of briefly just mentioned it, but what were some of the additional uh, risk of dropping weight fast? Because I've never heard... Um, this part about it in regards to, you know, bariatric surgery of people losing weight too fast or the risk of losing weight too fast of this is going to happen or this could possibly happen if uh, you continue to lose weight, rapid weight at this pace. So what were some of the, um, you know, risks associated with that? A lot of the risks. I know a couple of them. One of the Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. What they told me was, that because my weight loss was just extreme, it was it wasn't going from the whole, you know, losing weight to inches. It did for the first two months, but after that, it just was rapidly coming off and coming off and coming off, melting like butter. And they're like, "Listen, if you don't if you don't stop losing like that, you're going to end up in the hospital on an IV drip because you don't have any fluids, you don't have any nutrients, oh, nothing, okay. nothing." I was pretty much starving my body. I wasn't. Mm-hmm. I was eating protein yogurts, but I was only eating two of those a day. That's not enough, for, you know, and it was just, that's what they would tell me. They was like, you want to end up in the hospital? And then my mom would tell me, yeah, you'll be in the hospital on a colostomy bag and all types of stuff. And I'm like, all right, well, I don't need all that. So, yeah. Yeah. So like now they're telling you this, that you feel like, man, you know, damned if I do, damned if I don't, you know, that I'm losing weight. Now it's, you know what I'm saying? All this other kind of stuff that, you know, comes with it. Did that thought ever, you know, cross your mind of like, almost like doubt of was like, man, I shouldn't have got that surgery. Uh, Just based off of that type of reaction that, you know, was happening because I'm pretty sure in your head, maybe because, you know, you, you've done your research. Let me just go ahead and assume you, you know, you've done all your research and in regards to losing weight and losing weight at this rapid, at this rapid pace, maybe in your mind, that's what you were just going for. It's like, yeah, that's what it's supposed to do. But now they're telling you that's not good. Was was that kind of like the the dialogue that was going on? And now, like, you know, in your head, you're like, all right, you know, this is you just kind of just exhale. It's like, man, what am I to do now? Did that ever come across your mind? Or you're like, you know what? I'm sticking to the goal that I set out for. 
I got paranoid. Like it, I got it you. Yeah. It was really, it was like, well, what am I supposed to do then? You know? And then yeah. and my surgeon even started being really lax on me. And he was like, you know, I told him I would eat tortilla shells and he didn't even care, you know, because yeah. usually he would get mad, but he didn't even care. Cause I was my body. I was just losing so much. He didn't care. But yeah. He was like, wow, he, he didn't know how to fix it. I didn't know how to fix it. And I regretted every moment of that surgery during those times. I mean, mm-hmm. cause it was like, I don't want to be like skin and bones. Yeah. You know, I don't want to be the crypt keeper. You know yeah, 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 so yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Face off, you know what I'm saying? Sunk in and everything exactly. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I got you. Now during this time, were you in the gym? Were you working out at all? And prior to surgery, had you ever worked out prior to that? I maybe I went. I hit the gym prior when I was younger with my friends a couple times, but I never took it seriously. Um, I, I hiked after my surgery. I did. They wouldn't allow me to lift any weights for like three or four months. So I hiked after my surgery. I did that religiously for about three months. And really? Okay. Before I hit the gym, and then I started doing the treadmill at the gym, and I was watching everybody hit the weights. And I don't know if you want me to talk about that right now, but I'll wait till you ask. Yeah. Me about no. That that's that's but, fine. Um, that's fine. Yeah. That's that's fine. That's fine. Um, I was watching people hit the weights and just, I, I'd, I'd go there at midnight every night, Planet Fitness, and I would just walk on the treadmill for an hour every night. And I would just admire these dudes because there were some big dudes that went into Planet Fitness on their chin. Yeah. And I was man, dude, I want to look like that, you know? And yeah. And so I started going home and watching these motivational videos and stuff like that and watching Rich Piana and a bunch of other people. And I was just like, it just, I got engulfed in that whole world. Yeah. It just sucked me right in. I got you. Okay. So now that, you see some additional physiques that, you know, you can, you know, admire like, okay, you know, I'm trying to go for that size. I've done that too, you know? Um, And again, that's why I always believe in each one, teach one. And, you know, just always trying to learn from somebody because at times, uh, and I'll pretty much speak up for you because you're, you're about, you're about six foot. I would say probably about six foot one far as I'm, I'm, I'm guessing because I know I'm like six three and in regards to being 400 pounds, and I've been there too. It is challenging to see physiques that that kind of match our height range. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And the more you kind of understand the uh, the smoking mirrors and the angles of social media, you start to see a lot of these physiques and these guys are not our height. They're anywhere between five five and five eight, five ten, mm-hmm. and four hundred pounds. Or even 200 pounds looks totally different on somebody's five foot five, five foot eight versus somebody who's our height. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So you see some physiques that kind of send you down this YouTube pathway to try to see how can I achieve that? What was your first step into saying, okay, you know what? Let me put the cardio down a little bit and let me put these, pick these dumbbells up. What did that look like for you oh man it was amazing it was amazing started watching these videos and it's just i started hitting the weights and feeling good about it you okay. know and then i wasn't seeing results right off the bat i don't yeah. know if I'm, I'm allowed to say people's names like other you know if you want to man go ahead yeah like rich piano like that dude his videos are the ones that literally got me addicted because it I wasn't just the, the being big part it was the the way he cared about people or the way he would help people or try, he'd be like, you know, we're all in this together. It was all, it's all a, a brotherhood, gotcha. you know, when you go to the gym and the, I just wanted to be a part of something, you know, gotcha. I, I never really 
meant for it to go as far as what I've been taking it lately, but I got I, I'm loving every moment of it. I mean, it cha- it's a life changer. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, it is a brotherhood in regards to the gym, the gym culture, lifting weights. It's it's more one of those type of things to where I was always told to like, you know, use my words, use your words. Sometimes I would just point at something just thinking that somebody would be reading my mind. But what's understood doesn't need to be said. You know what I mean? You can just go into the gym and you can just feel the the aura in there, you know, the mood. Um, everybody's, you know, getting it, you know, that just uh, just everything about just gym. Everybody's got the um, the zone outlook. Or the focus look, you know, some people are there for social stuff, but those are the outliers and those so are few and far in between. But if you see somebody lifting some heavy weights or you're seeing somebody doing an exercise that you may not even know what it is, you're not even judging. You're just trying to learn. You know, it's like, you know, right. what's that angle? I seen somebody doing something earlier today. I was going to ask them about it, but they weren't on the station anymore because yeah. I know I'm always learning. But that is some motivation, you know, that 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 is motivation. And then just like the other day when you and I were talking, you let me know what was going on with you. And I'm like, well, hey, try this because this helped me out. And then, you know, you tried it and you're like, okay, that did help. And to me, that is what it's all about. In addition to, of course, you know, getting stronger and just that that confidence feeling, you know, because there's nothing like you have an injury. You don't know what to do with it or how to make it better. You get shown something or you become stronger in that particular area. And now the injury has gone away. And you're like, you know what? I didn't have to take any drugs for that. I didn't have to take anything for that. This is just me learning and understanding my body, being more mature in that. And just strength training and just, you know, just strength training. What was some of the first, let's say, workouts that you did in regards to weight training. I'm sorry, uh, lifting weights. What were some of the first ones that you can remember? Giant sets. I did the giant program about three times in a row. Yeah. Yeah. What did that consist of? What did that consist of? Oh man. Just, um, so chest day, leg day, and then, uh, it would go to biceps and shoulders and then it would be right back to chest day. And I'm talking about five sets. It'll start out high volume, you know, the first couple of weeks, then it would lower the volume would lower throughout the weeks. And I think it was a 12 week program. Okay. So it would start volume, but it was six, six days a week. And I would go from like five sets to everything chest between like, I'm talking about, I would do flat bench into incline bench into decline bench. And I'm talking about no breathers into dumbbell flies. And then I might even throw close, close grip bench press or maybe a reverse grip bench press. And I did 15, reps to 20 reps of half of those without breaks. And and I did that for, man, I, I almost want to say four or five months, like nothing, but like everything was giant set everything. I, I got you. It. I got you. I got you. And this is like your first time going into, yeah. you know, just weightlifting. What did you, what did, what did you think of that first that we, I call it poison where since you're, yeah. And, you know, doing a lot with your chest when you're feeling like those muscle fibers tear, like the next day or the day after. What did you think of that first initial like soreness? And had you ever felt that before never, prior to that? No, but I kind of knew what it was because I was watching the bodybuilding videos and, and, and Rich Piano was talking about stuff like that. And so was C.T. Fletcher and a whole bunch of other people. So I've kind of like I was watching the video. So I knew what it was and I was getting excited. 
because I was like, oh, yeah. you know, it's, it's going to yeah, start yeah, growing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm getting there. I'm like, getting there. I'm getting there. Exactly. Yeah. It's going to start growing. Yeah. I, I remember after like one month, like you could see drastic results. Like, I gotcha. Drastic. I started lifting in August last year, and those pictures of me are in March of 2023. Yeah. Wow. So, okay. All that gain, all those gains were from that little time period. Nothing but okay. giants. Okay. 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 Giant sets for the win. Giant sets for the oh, win. So, so you're dropping the weight after surgery. You're introducing yourself to weightlifting. When did you hit the total of 225 pounds as far as for weight loss? When did you, and how did that make you feel overall? I want to say I hit that in, uh, I want to say December or January to 225. And then I, I felt really good. I felt okay. great. I was a little deterred, uh, deterred because I wanted to get below 200 below that obese mark. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I couldn't do it. I could not drop below 220. I would go mm-hmm. from, two, I would gain five more pounds and I'm like, Oh, you know? Yeah. And, that is the worst when you're like, man, I, just five more pounds or just 10 more pounds. That's how I felt when, when I went from 402 when I was my, in my goal in my head, I wanted to be 215. I don't know why. I just like the number, you know, maybe because I'm bored on 12, 15, the two and the five, whatever. And I think when I got down to 220, and I'm like, well, this next five pounds should be nothing. Though I think those last five pounds are probably harder mm-hmm. than I almost want want to say those were those last five pounds were more harder to lose than the the previous 182 you know maybe it's because i was more focused on it maybe because i was probably overthinking it because i had a system of how i knew how to lose the weight but when your body says it doesn't want to do anymore your body says it doesn't you know it's not going to do anymore mm-hmm. and it could possibly backfire so i can understand where you're going what, what you went through you know during that time but you look up and it's like i'm not going to let you know five pounds deter what I've done. You know what I mean? It's like, you look back and it's 225 pounds, 225 pounds. So what did mom think once she, once you told her, this is, uh, this is what I hit. This is, this is what I hit 225. What did she think? She was, she was happy. She was excited. She ain't never, she saw anything like that. And even the doctors down there, they've never seen what I, what somebody has done. Done. So, I mean, she's really happy, but she, you know, moms are always going to be yeah. happy. She doesn't, yeah, want right. me, she doesn't want me getting bigger muscle wise. I got you. I got you. Are you going to bring her into the gym do her, uh, and have her do some giant sets with you? <laughs> You'll never get in the gym. I've tried. i tried. Now, uh, you mentioned chess. What are some of your favorite muscle groups to train? Chess is my favorite. Yeah. Chess. Okay. And uh, okay. I do work in, I, I'm, I'm starting to love shoulders. Okay. I'm getting an obsession with uh, blasting my delts. So. Okay. 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 Cool. What's your least favorite muscle group to train? Uh, well, you already know what I'm going to say. Everybody says it's legs. Yeah. 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 It must be done. Yeah. They they must be done. They must be done. I saw uh, this video with Michael Hearn. I think it was like a, a little skit. And he said, uh, when it's leg day and you start to see a uh, a bench a bench press wide open, you just slide over the bench. And now leg Man. day turning to chest day. It happens all the time. Just magically and magically it happens all the time. But I can say once I get into my leg workout, like I'm I'm into it. I'm I'm zoned out. 
And then you start to realize there's so many different angles and ways to, you know, train your legs and strengthen your legs. Um, again, going back to what I was showing you the other day and it's like, all right, we can do this ISO or compound, you know, you can use this handle, you can use that. And they all feel different. And that's the part about leg day where you can get just so lost in at least fires for me. So again, the thought process of thinking about leg day, I don't really like, but once I'm there, you know, um, exactly. I'm cool. I'm cool. Now, yeah. what does your life look like right now in regards to uh, diet, nutrition, um, uh, weight loss, or do you want to gain more weight or um, strength training? What does the future look like for you? Are you happy where you're at right now? Or do you want to, you know, do something different? What are what are your goals for the next, let's say, six months in regards to your fitness journey? Well, I, I've smashed every goal I made. And I'm not bragging, but I smashed every single goal. And um, so I made a, a year goal. It's it, well, it's longer than a year, but a really big goal. I want to get on stage in two or three years. Yes, so, sir. Yes, sir. So yes, sir. I'm going to build up the muscle to uh, fill out all these gaps that I got from the fat. And uh, yeah. I'm going to get on stage in two or three years. That's my goal. And I'm determined. So, yeah, man. Yeah, man. I'm rooting for you. I'm rooting for you. I'm rooting for yeah, you. For sure. And anything I can do to help you get there, man, I'm here for you because your story is inspirational, man. Just just talking. Um, for those who don't know, this is me and say Andy's really kind of first time just really honestly just talking, you know, on this level. We see each other at the gym, you know, give each other props, you know, and, you know, he's working on his stuff. I'm working on my stuff. And, you know, we crisscross and speak fires for there. But, yeah, man, truly, truly inspiring, truly inspiring. You, no, I appreciate no problem. What major life lesson did you learn after losing weight that you can now share with somebody who's listening to this or watching this, who are just on the brink about either getting the same surgery you had or just starting their fitness journey, their weight loss journey, what motivational um, quotes or what motivational things can you tell them that you've learned about yourself that can help them get started or just keep going? Well, I, I live by the whole, whatever it takes mantra, you know, you got to be willing to do whatever it takes to achieve your goals. And if you're tired of being fat and you're tired of all this crap, then you got to do whatever it takes, whether it be, you know, cutting carbs, doing diets, uh, a weight loss surgery, you got to be willing to do that. And if you're not willing to do that, then it's never going to happen. And I'm going to tell you, it's, it's one of the best decisions in my life that I don't regret anymore because my life has changed for the absolute better. Nobody looks down when I walk into places. Well, I mean, a couple of people, but nobody walks down, you know, looks down, you know, when you're big, you walk into a place. Now I get more respect. I get, I mean, people talk to me, people come up and are social and I don't know. I, I don't feel like I'm a big walking, uh, mold piece of mold walking around anymore you know i pretty much fit into society i feel like and I, it's unfortunate that we have to go that far to do that or feel like that but we live in a cruel world so if anybody you know wants wants this you know you can you can achieve it you just gotta be willing to do whatever it takes man that's so true that's so true you you saying that in regards to not feeling like a you know, almost, let's say for time's sake, an outcast, right? All because of your weight, you know, and your size, mm -hmm. you know, going back from even, you know, your childhood to just, you know, being you know, bullied or outcast one way or another to now, you know, when you get older and, you know, you start to lose your weight, all that time between time, you, you do feel like that. And I can relate to that. I'm pretty sure um, if you're listening right now to those who are listening, can possibly feel like that too. And you do see how people can change just based off of your appearance. And it, 
you do take a step back. You're like, is this, you question if it's real. You know what I mean? It's like, it's not even so much, this is all I had to do or yeah, right. I'm still, you're still trying to just learn what it is. That's why I'm hesitant. Cause it's like, there's so many different angles you can look at that as, you know what I mean? And it's like, you know, no, you wouldn't talk to me then, but now you, you will, or people are more receptive. And what mm-hmm. is that? And you have to find whatever conclusion that is for you. I know I'm still learning. I've gotten a lot better at it, but mm-hmm. me being kind of, you know, reclusive to begin with, uh, you know, I just question a lot of things. If, if anything, like losing weight, it, it, it did kind of, kind of cause me to kind of back up off of, you know, people a lot more, you know, because you start to see attention and not all, uh, not all attention is good because they have different intentions and it's like not to fall into, Oh, everybody likes me right now. I think that's what I'm trying to get to when that does happen. You know, we can, we can fall into the, Oh, everybody likes me right now. If you're not grounded enough, Mm -hmm. but if you're grounded um, and you know, the reason why you wanted to lose weight, I think you will be good. I think you'd be good. Let everybody know where they can reach you at online. If they want to connect with you, ask you some more questions about um, your, your weight loss journey or just man, see what you've been doing in the gym. Let everybody know where they can reach you at IG website or whatever. Uh, my uh, Instagram is Sprecher Andrew. You'll probably put that up on the, the site in case you have trouble spelling that. Um, my Twitter is Andrew P town. You'll know it's me by Obi Kenobi, huge star Wars fan. Um, I just started the TikTok again. That's uh, I don't even know what my TikTok is, to be honest with you, because I just started it. So you guys can find that. But um, I'll start posting more videos. Um, I call myself the motivator and the unmotivated. So if you guys have any questions, need any kind of advice, I don't like to give nutrition advice because my situation is a lot different than some people. If you have any bariatric advice you need or weightlifting advice, you know, or just want to talk, hit me up. No problem. I love it. I love it. I love it. And if you found inspiration in today's podcast and would like to support, then sign up to my weekly newsletter, The Success Fitness Newsletter. You'll get access to my new ebook, my new free ebook, How Many Calories Should I Eat? It's a guide with resources within to find your daily caloric and macro intake to ensure reaching your fitness goals. You'll also get access to my private Facebook community, Facebook uh Success Fitness Family. <laughs> Success Fitness Family on Facebook. Had a brain fart right there. Success Fitness Family on Facebook. And you also get weekly emails when this podcast publishes every Sunday at 12 p.m. Central Standard Time. The link to sign up to the Success Fitness Newsletter will be in the description. Thank you for listening to the Success Fitness Podcast. And remember this, if it's not making you stronger, chant more weight, more weight, more weight. Peace out.